and Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 178 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, somebody got Mike Curry. And I'm back here another episode, man. And I was just thinking before I pressed the record button, like, Need to give myself a little bit more credit. I need to shout myself out a little bit more. So, I'm your host, and we got Mike Curry, and I'm also a participant on What's the Line Monday Morning Podcast, and I'm also occasionally on the What's the Line Regular Podcast, which is recorded an audio version and streamed on YouTube every Tuesday, and is released every Thursday. So, make sure you go check me out. Make sure you go support any up consultant. I really, really appreciate that. And let's let's just get right into it, bro. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I wanted to recap week four briefly. Obviously, we're going to talk about week five. I want to talk about the Chicago Sky punching their ticket to the WNBA finals. I want to talk about both American League wildcard and National League wildcard. Obviously, those are only one game wildcard, so they're over. Just want to briefly talk about that and want to talk a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and I want to also talk about Palmasol. So hopefully I don't forget anything. I don't like I said, I don't usually script anything. So everything that I say usually comes right off the dome. Uh, you know, I occasionally look at some stats, but let's get right into it. So last week, week four is in the books and I, was it a successful week for me picking games? <laughs> I feel like I haven't hit my stride yet. I really, really haven't hit my stride yet. But week four, I went, ew, <laughs> it's not good. Nine and seven on the picks in week four. And I mean, it's not, it's not bad, but it's also not good either. I strive to at least, I strive for double digits each week. So not good, Mike. Nine, 10, 10, and Eight? I picked eight. Wow. All right. Okay. So there's nowhere to go but up. But let's get right into it, man. Week four is in the books. Let's talk about these games. So last week we had a Thursday nighter between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know why I was getting ready to say Panthers, but we had the Bengals versus the Jaguars. I think I talked about this a little bit because I recorded late. But yeah, we had the Bengals win 24-21. Jaguars were pretty much up the entire game. I don't know what happened. Play calling was kind of average going into halftime. And then after that, Urban Meyer had a video where he was at the... Well, somebody somebody had dropped a video of Urban Meyer in a, like a nightclub or a bar with a, a very young... A woman that's not his age at all. Probably about 20 years younger than him at, at the least. And he has since apologized for those actions, but... He, He's obviously a married man, but the Jaguars, he's got a lot of stuff going on, man. It's just a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on. And there's actually a list of stuff that has been released. There's actually a list that's been released since Urban Meyer became head coach. All this stuff that's happened in his tenure, his brief, very brief tenure. And I just want to read the list. He hired Chris Dale. I'm sorry, Chris Doyle as the team's director of sports performance. Doyle was accused of making racist comments and belittling players during his time at Iowa. After heavy backlash, Doyle resigned from the Jaguars. Okay, first thing. 
Second thing is he signed Tim Tebow as a tight end. Third thing, drafted a running back in the first round despite already having James Robinson on the roster. Uh, James Robinson was tremendous last year, even made the top 100. He was he was really, really good last year. Uh, <laughs> next, openly admitted that he was hoping to draft now Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony with the pick they used as Travis Etienne. Next, he told reporters that they cut players due to their vaccine status. NFL PA, which is the NFL Players Association, opened an investigation due to those comments. Next, he had an open competition for starting quarterback between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew was traded a few weeks later, but split valuable first-team reps with Trevor Lawrence. Didn't make sense to me either. Trevor Lawrence was the first pick. <laughs> Next, he traded away last year's number nine overall pick, which was C.J. Henderson. And team starts 0-4 and didn't travel with the team after their week four loss to Cincinnati. Viral videos and photos emerge of him with a woman other than his wife. After that, owner released a statement that Meyer must regain our trust and respect. So, there's been a lot of things going on, man. A lot of crazy, crazy things going on with Urban Meyer in that situation. And like this week, I'm just going to be talking. Like, I'm not going to just be recapping, but I'm also, you know, go a little bit in depth to a couple of things that I've been peeping. So next, next game, we had the Sunday slate, obviously. That's the Washington football team going up against the Atlanta Falcons. You guys remember, if you listened to last week's episode, obviously, I was on the fence about who I was picking. And it all made sense. Falcons had control of this game. And they lost control of it. Uh, you know, a very, very common Falcons theme, you know, recently over the past, you know, let's say four to five years. Had control and they lost. Final score 34 to 30. Taylor Heineke had a nice game. He had three touchdowns, hooked up with Terry McLaurin for two of those. Tony Gibson, solid game. But I don't know what was going on, but they could not stop Cordero Patterson. He had three receiving touchdowns. Cordero Patterson, and all people, three receiving touchdowns. I don't know what's going on, man. Washington did lose a couple of players due to injury in that game. Brandon Scherf, John Bostick. I know a lot of people are happy about that. <laughs> Crazy as that sounds. Logan Thomas is going to be out for a little bit. And it's like a backup corner who got hurt on the last play of the game. Really wild stuff. Final score 34 to 30. Washington football team hosts New Orleans this upcoming Sunday. Next game, Bills, Texans. There's nothing to discuss. Final scores was 40 to nothing. Next game, Bears, Lions. Game I actually picked incorrectly. Thought the Lions would show up. They actually were able to move the ball in between the 20s. The problem was they just couldn't cash in in the red zone. Um, David Montgomery was the big story for the Chicago Bears, but after rushing for a buck, a buck 06 and two touchdowns, he is now out. He's going to miss about four to five weeks. Donovan Mooney had a solid game, five catches for a buck 25. Um, Bears win. Giants remain winless. Next game, Cowboys, Panthers. I like the Cowboys a lot in this game because if you look at, and similar to how I feel about the Broncos, I think the Panthers are a little, little small notch above the Broncos, but Panthers haven't played anybody. Played the Jets, played the Saints, and the Saints 
I don't, I don't, although I don't think they're on the Jets tier or Lions tier or Jaguars tier, we don't really know what, what to expect from the Saints on a week to week basis. Hell, they just lost to the Giants. Um, then they beat on the Texans. So they faced the Cowboys and the Cowboys, their offense, it looks electric, but not just electric. It's very, very balanced. It's not just super, super duper depending on Dak. Yes, they need Dak, and yes, they need Dak to make plays. But Ezekiel Elliott has found his straw. He rushed for 143 yards on the ground last week. And second straight 100-yard game, Tony Pollard had 67 yards on the ground. Even Dak had a nice day on the ground. He had a 21-yard run at one point in that game. Ended up finishing with 35 yards. Didn't have to do too much. CeeDee Lamb only had two catches for 13 yards. And Dak was just spreading the ball around once again. A final score, 36-28. They were really, they were really boat racing the Carolina Panthers in this game. I know the final score says Dallas won by eight, but dude, it wasn't really close. Like <laughs> Dallas was up thirty-six to fourteen with fourteen minutes and forty-six seconds remaining in the in the first quarter. So, like I said, Dallas really, really, they took these boys to Smack City, is what I like to say. Uh, next game, Colts Dolphins. Final score in this one was 27 to 17. Yo, the Dolphins, talk about regression. This team has regressed. I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't. I don't. And we all know I'm not high on the coach, but coach actually looked relatively well. But the Dolphins, I just don't know what's going on. Uh, they they suck at on, on run defense. Carson Wentz even looks solid against this team. I don't I don't know what's going on. I really, really don't. A final score in this one was 27 to 17. Next game, Browns Vikings. I think I picked Minnesota in this one, but this game overall did not go how I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, you know, a fireworks show, and Minnesota would win by like maybe four. But the exact opposite happened. Literally, it was not a fireworks show, and the Browns won by seven. Final score in this one was 14 to seven. Uh, next game, Giants-Saints. I think I was close to picking the Giants last week, but I just didn't pull the trigger. Um, I thought they had a chance. Saints, I really don't know what to make of this team. It's like Sean Payton doesn't trust Jameis and the way he calls things. Not let him airing it out. Then we get some take some hill mixed in. Uh, he out, Derek Henry has more receptions than Alvin Kamara. Don't know what's going on, but final score in this one 27-21. Saints were up by 11 in the fourth quarter. Giants ended up coming back, sending this game to overtime, and they won in overtime by six. Daniel Jones looked sharp. He had 402 yards in this game. He's only he threw his first interception, which is a surprise because this guy we normally view as a turnover machine, but been solid. Been really, really solid. Kenny Gallagher had a nice game, too. Saquon was solid. Uh, final score, 27-21. Next game, Jets-Titans. Not another game I'm not surprised about. The the Titans that were without their number one and number two wide receiver, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. And the Jets just had a nice day. They were at home. Obviously, I was wondering, I asked myself, yo, why are people Jets fans? It doesn't make any sense to like the Jets. <laughs> I it was like packed out in MetLife. It was a bunch of people wearing those green jerseys. I, I couldn't believe my eyes, but they got it done. I'm not surprised just because they didn't have their, their they had two. They really, 
they had AJ Brown, I think they would have been fine. But the fact that they didn't have him, I, I knew they were in for a day. They had to really, really rely on Derrick Henry. And yeah, Ryan Tannehill looked shook out there. Uh, final score, 27-24. Jets win in overtime. Next game, Chiefs-Eagles. Chiefs got their swag back. Didn't really think they would lose this game. I really thought it was no chance in hell they would lose this game. Um, They ended up winning, though. 20, I'm sorry, 42-30 was the final score. Uh, shout out to the Chiefs, man. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick LeVon Mahomes second. As I like to call him, threw for five touchdowns. Five. Look pretty good. Jalen Hurts has been solid, though, man. I like what I've seen from him. Devontae Smith was solid. But Tyreek Hill, on the flip side, had three touchdowns. Cheater. That's what happens when, you know, there's not bracketed coverage. and not getting doubled a lot. He can do this. He's going to have at least 100 yards and a touchdown if the game plan isn't devoted to stop him. Next game, Cardinals, Rams. I did not see this coming. I did not see this one coming, at least in the fashion that it ended in. Cardinals pretty much controlled the entire game. They won 37 to 10. This game, I mean, 37 to 20. This game really wasn't close. Robert Woods scored a touchdown with about a minute and 14 seconds left in the game. This one was never close. Next game, we had a Seahawks taking on the 49ers. I actually picked this one correctly. It was an underdog spot for Seattle. And Russell Wilson had never lost three straight games. So I was picking based on that. Uh, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo go down and we saw Trey Lance start the second half. Looked okay. Um, Wasn't overly impressed, but he looked all right. I'm excited to see what he's going to look like with a week full of um, game preparation. But Seahawks got out of there with a W and it was when they needed, man. Uh, 49ers have so far already lost two games and yeah uh they lost to some two good opponents though packers and 49ers i mean sorry packers and seahawks uh two two really good teams so uh no shame there but we'll see man this nfc west is really really tough though it's like <laughs> extremely tough um but final score like i said 28 21 next game ravens and broncos i'm not shocked that the fashion that this game went um, the Broncos just haven't played anybody. Simple as that. Just haven't played anybody. Haven't played any. I mean, and granted, like I said, they, like I said last week, you know, they beat bad teams, but they they beat them, you know, pretty handily. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. But this is the Baltimore Ravens, a contender in the AFC, and they're no joke. They have former MVP in Lamar Jackson. They won this game twenty three to seven. Pack these boys up, man. Latavius Murray score. Hollywood Brown score. Justin Tucker had three field goals in this game. Final score was 23-7. Ravens pretty much dictates the entire tempo and pace of this game. And that's exactly why they won. They played style defense. I know Teddy Bridgewater went out with a concussion. Drew Locke had to come in. Um, didn't look sharp. I know, you know, obviously not getting the first team reps. But he's been a starting quarterback of this team before. But just didn't look sharp. Final score 23-7. Next game, Packers-Steelers. This game has a little bit of a subplot that I want to talk about in a minute, but Packers got out of there with a W, 27-17. And in addition to that, Big Ben sucks, bro. He, should never, he shouldn't start another game for the rest of the year. I don't know what's up with him. 
Besides, he's just washed. And I thought they should have moved off of him last year. I really thought they should have, but they restructured his deal, brought him back. And here we are. <laughs> Final score, 27-17. Steelers, really, they scored one of their touchdowns off a busted coverage, Deontay Johnson. And they scored a touchdown late when the game was pretty much decided. But um, Packers win by 10. But something else that was interesting was Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin. So pregame during the week, Aaron Rodgers was talking about how he respects Mike Tomlin. And he's talked to some players. They used to play. He has some friends that play, you know, for the Steelers or and for the Steelers. And the two were seen winking at each other during the game. Uh, I say it's a little bit more than mutual respect. Other, you know, people on other shows have talked about it. And I think Aaron Rodgers and the Steelers would be a slam dunk fit. Um, they He would inherit a really, really good defense, strong defense, one of the best defenses in the league. They also have some solid receivers. And we've seen, you know, a solid, you know, wide receiving core. We've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do with less. And, you know, it's, it's usually just been Devontae Adams and a bunch of guys. And I think that would be a potentially good fit. Another thing is... Green Bay, if they were to trade him, they would like to trade him to the opposite conference. Steelers are in the AFC, so that makes sense. Just something really, really uh, interesting to think think about and also discuss. So I definitely want to throw that out there, man. What do, what do you guys think, man? Let me know what you guys think about that. Um, Next game, the Sunday Nighter. The Buccaneers taking on the Patriots in Foxborough. Tom Brady's homecoming. was heard in New England. And... It was an interesting game. It was interesting from the standpoint that I thought the Patriots, I mean, I thought the um, Bucks would look sharper. They didn't. Bill Belichick had a great game plan. The Patriots um, offense, the, the, the plan was to attack Richard Sherman. That's exactly what they did. They were attacking him. He was getting attacked by Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, pretty much anybody that Richard Sherman was lined up on. They were going right at him. I think Mac Jones had 18 or 19 straight completions at one point. It looked solid, man. Uh, if I were Bill Belichick, though, I would have went for it on that fourth and three instead of kicking the field goal when the rain really started to come down. But it's another story for another day. A final score was 19 to 17. Uh, Bill Belichick and Tom, they briefly hugged at the end of the game, which was like a weird hug. But <laughs> final score 19 to 17. And yeah. And the Monday nighter, we had the Chargers taking on the Raiders. And Justin Herbert's been impressive. And we all know I think the Raiders are frauds because I think they are. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But Justin Herbert, man, he's looking like a future MVP. He he looks good, man. He, he looks good. And he's still relatively young. But I like what I've seen from Justin Herbert just earlier in his career, man. Has, he hasn't even started 20 games yet, and he's looked good, but... Final score 28 to 14. Austin Eckler scored a couple of times. Jared Cook scored. Chargers pretty much controlled the entire game. Now let's go and let's predict week five. Week five starts tonight. We got the Rams taking on the Seahawks. And huh, this is tough. Russell Wilson, 11 and 1 on Sunday night football. The Rams just came off a brutal loss, tough loss. To Arizona, 
Don't want to be biased, but I'm going with the Rams here. I'm going with the Rams. Uh, Seattle hasn't shown me a whole lot. Um, they're right where I expect them to be. Um, they can't stop the run either, so I think that's an advantage towards the Rams. Sean McVay is going to really be able to do play action. If he can get the run game going with the run Henderson and possibly Sony Michelle. Uh, but go with the Rams to win this one on the road in Seattle. It's going to be a close game. But I'm rocking with the Rams. Next game, the Sunday slate. Saints-Washington football team. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Washington football team, though. I have not been impressed with the Saints. Should be a good game, though. Have not been impressed. I do trust Sean Payton's ability to be able to scheme things up in favor of his team, the Saints. But I just, I just don't know. I feel like if the Giants can beat them, so can the Washington football team. The Giants beat them with very limited weapons. They didn't have Sterling Shepard, didn't have Darius Slayton. Uh, if they did have those guys, I would have been all over the Giants last week. I got to go with the Washington football team. Next game, Jets-Falcons. This game is over in London. I, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the Jets, bro. It's crazy to say, but I think I'm going to roll with the Jets. At least my thoughts sitting right here on Thursday afternoon at 4.22 p.m. I think I'm going to roll with the Jets, man. Um, Calvin Ridley will not travel to London as well as Russell Gage. He's still hurt. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, and Kyle Pitts. And I think the Jets can put up a solid game plan to beat that. So uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going with the Jets. Next game, Packers Bengals. This is an interesting game, man. The spread is only three. And that's where I'm nervous. But with my own morals, I got to go with Green Bay. I just got to. Uh, I haven't seen a ton that has impressed me from the Bengals. They beat Big Ben. They lost to the Bears. So I, I don't, I don't freaking know. Um, I don't know, man. But I'm gonna go with the Packers. Next game, Vikings Lions. I'm gonna go with um, Minnesota here. Are they historically on the Lions? You know, at least you know over the past five years they historically on them. I know, I know they had a bad regime. Regime, bad coaching staff had Matt Patricia and all. I don't like uh, Motor City Dan Campbell. I like him, but I don't like him this week. I liked him last week, too, and he let me down. The Lions let me down, but I like the Vikings here. Next game, Steelers-Broncos. Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got to... Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I don't want to do this, bro. <laughs> I don't want to pick... I don't want to pick Big Ben to win. I don't want to pick Drew Locke to win. I'm struggling. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say this, but I'm going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> Next game, Bucks Dolphins. I like Miami in this. I know I lie. <laughs> I like Tampa Bay, obviously. I don't think it'll be close. I really don't. Dolphins are bad. Um, I think Brian Flores can be able to put together a game plan to slow down Brady since he knows him very, very well. But this Dolphins team just isn't bad. I mean, he isn't good. And this game's not going to be close. I'm going to take the Bucs. I'm going to just say the Bucs going to win this game like 24 to 6. 
Next game, Eagles-Panthers. I'm struggling with this one, man. Um, Damn. <laughs> I, mm, I like the Eagles here, believe it or not. I do. Actually, no, I don't. No. I, no. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, Kristen McCaffrey uh, was at practice today. I like that. They also acquired Stephon Gilmore yesterday for a 2023 sixth. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I would not be surprised the Eagles win this one though, which is you know you could tell by my initial reaction. Next game, Titans Jaguars. I'm going with the Titans. Too much turmoil, and they kind of own these guys, especially Derrick Henry. So. Moreau with Tennessee. Next game, Bears Raiders. I'm going to rock out with the Chicago Bears. Believe it or not, upset alert. I'm going with the Bears. Next game, Browns Chargers. Oh my God. Hmm. I think I'm going to go Browns here. I'm going to go Browns. Next game, Giants-Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. Next game, Cardinals-49ers. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to pick against Arizona right now. But the 49ers need this one. Uh, but it's a lot of stuff going on. Their kicker's on IR. Trey Lance is going to start. Something that's telling me to pick the 49ers, even though I want to pick the Cardinals just because they've been absolutely fan, uh, fantastic so far. But I'm going to go 49ers. Bro. I don't know why. And then Sunday Night Football, Bills Chiefs. I'm going to take Kansas City. And then Monday Night Football, Ravens Colts. Give me the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. That's it for week five. Those are my predictions. Let's move on to a couple other things, man. So, like I said, the wild card started. MLB playoffs is officially underway. We had the Red Sox and the Yankees. That game was at Fenway. And Garrett Cole is just really not good. And Fenway Park, he's just not good. He has like a 6.0 ERA, which is terrible. Um, Red Sox, obviously, I think the wild card game favors the home team. They were at home at Fenway, so... Not really surprised, man. I should have put money on the Red Sox, but I am a Yankees fan, so it's tough for me to do. But the problems that I've been preaching about the Yankees, they never really addressed. Didn't really add to uh, much starting pitching. I know they added some more bats, you know, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, but it's tough. It's, it's tough to see my Yankees go out like that. Then we had a National League wildcard game with the Cardinals, the Red Hot Cardinals, and the Dodgers. And it's crazy that the Dodgers were a Dodgers were a freaking wild card team. They won 106 games, but the team that won their division is the team they will face in the next round. And that is the San Francisco Giants. They ended up winning 107 games. Now, to the people who are who don't really watch baseball, don't really follow it, there are 162 games in baseball. And if you win 100 of those, you're in a class pretty much of your own. So. Three teams won 100 games this year, the Rays, Dodgers, and Giants. And the Giants, I mean, the Dodgers were in a wild card game against the Cardinals, a team who 
We're on like a 17 game win streak just a couple of couple of games ago. It got snapped because they decided to rest some guys up because they locked up their their um, position in the playoffs. But the Dodgers won. They went three to one. They played the, the San Francisco Giants in the next series. So it's going to be a really, really good series. And in WNBA, we have the Chicago Sky who punched their ticket to the WNBA Finals. They punched their ticket, Candace Parker, uh, in her first year on the Chicago Sky. She returned home to the Sky after spending many, many years with the Los Angeles Sparks. She returned home, and the Sky is a team that I've been watching closely for the last couple of years because they were a young team on the rise. Um... And that's not completely young, but they just had a bunch of talent. And I'm trying to think of a team that reminded me of, like in the NBA circle, like who reminded me of. But she was, they were kind of like the Raptors. And you know how the Raptors got Kawhi? And they kind of took off. It was kind of like that. If I, if I can compare it to something like that. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Uh, the Chicago Sky, they beat a really, really good team in the Connecticut Sun, who only lost six games this year. And they had the league MVP in John Quill Jones. And they won. I figured if the Sky didn't win last night, I figured they would lose because they would have to return back to Connecticut for a pivotal game five. And that, that, that's not the life that you wanted to give that team. And they wrapped it up, man. I'm super, super proud of Chicago Sky just because I've been following them for a while. Um, they got players like Kalia Copper, Ali Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot. Um, obviously Candace Parker. I just I just really like Diamond the Shields. I like this team a lot. They they got some ballers, man. It's, it's gonna be a good NBA WNBA finals. Uh, let's move on. Um let's move on to I feel like I hit on everything except for Pau Gasol. And I do want to talk about Pau Gasol because as a former Los Angeles Laker, he is very, very dear to my heart. Um, he is the godfather um, of some of Kobe's kids and it's tough but he deserved to have that number 16 jersey retired because when he was traded to the Lakers the Lakers were in disarray it was the late Kobe had missed the playoffs a couple of times uh, Kobe had you know asked for a trade demanded a trade was almost traded you know Pistons wanted him the Bulls wanted him he almost got up, got up out of there. And Pau Gasol came in. Uh, they went to the NBA Finals in 2008. They lost. Got Andrew Bynum back the following year against the Magic, and they won. And in 2010, they beat the Celtics in Game 7. And Kobe has said on record that without Pau Gasol, the, he, he doesn't get two more championships, and they don't get those banners. And it's crazy because he actually said this while talking to somebody. And I'm going to play that audio for you guys. There's no debate with how when he retires, he will have his number in the Raptors next month. Uh, the reality is I don't win those championships without power. The CAA doesn't have those two championships without power. So we know that. Everybody knows that. And I really look forward to the day when he's there giving his speech at, at center court in front of all the fans who have supported him over the years. So it's going to be an awesome night. I don't know about you guys, but that really, really hit home for me. Um, Paul Gasol, man, he... He's going to go down as one of my favorite Lakers just because he was so skilled. He was so skilled, especially on the low block in the post. He was the most skilled. 
he was I'm not gonna say he was the most, but he was one of the most skilled big men of his era. Obviously, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, we'll say he's more skilled than Kevin Garnett, though. But he was supremely skilled. Um, had a hell of a career. He re officially retired. But the, after he officially retired, soon after, Jeannie Buss said on Twitter that it's not a matter of um, how Gasol jersey getting retired. It's just a matter of when, when they actually do it. But uh, he had a really good career coming in from Spain. Uh, averaged 17 points, nine rebounds for his career. Um, had a really, really good career in Memphis before he was traded over to the Lakers. And he put up some great numbers on the Lakers in seven seasons. He averaged 17, of course, averaged 9.9 rebounds. And like I said, he was really, really key on those championship teams, averaging 18 and 9 in the 2009 finals. And then in 2010, when the Lakers went back to back, he averaged 18 and 11. I just got chills running through my body after reading that stuff off. And it's just, it really just hit home. But Pau Gasol definitely deserved it. He's going to have his jersey hung up um, with so many, so many great players. And I don't think Pau Gasol, you know, is a super amazing player. Like all the jerseys the Lakers have, you know, the Kobe's, the Kareem, the Wilt, the Shaq's, and so on and so forth, the Magic's, but Jerry West. But what he meant to the Lakers during that time, like I said, it was a rough time. The Lakers were struggling. Kobe wanted out. And... He came in and he really, really bonded with Kobe. Kobe pushed him. And just a tremendous player. Just a tremendous, very, very skillful player. And he definitely deserved his honor. Had a hell of a career. Hall of Fame career, in my eyes. Uh, was a six-time All-Star. Uh, once with the Grizzlies. Three times with the Lakers. And then when he left from L.A. and he went to Chicago, he was also a two-time All-Star with the Chicago Bulls. Um... Went to the Spurs and then played his final season, a couple of games with the Milwaukee Bucks. But he had a hell of a career. I uh, really, really enjoyed watching him. I always had a soft spot for him when he left and went to the Bulls. And you see why. He's, he, he's still in, you know, in the Bryan family's life. So he deserved it. He deserved a tremendous honor. And I'm, I'm glad he's getting that. He, he deserves it, bro. Without, uh, as like Kobe said, without Pau Gasol, the Lakers don't win those two championships. Simple and plain. Kobe does not get the five. And we're even looking at him in a different light as far as his playing career. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike. And I am signing out. And, oh, best bets. I went one and one on the best bets last week. Got a couple of more uh, for you guys this week. I like the Texans team total under 14 and a half. I like the Titans minus the four and a half. And I also like the Bears plus five and a half. And that is it, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Mike Curry, and I'm signing out. Episode number one. <laughs> what is this, 178? Episode number 178 is done. Peace.